the Fox show, um, you're listening, you're tuning in in your car somewhere, you're watching, you're wondering who are these guys, you know, I stumbled on, Christopher Walken's on the show, I'm not sure, is he? Maybe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's that Falcon time of the week. This is the What the Falk Show. I'm Connor Falk. For past listeners, you know what you're getting into right now. First time listeners, let me explain what you're about to hear. You're about to hear informational, witty, and relevant banter found in conversations with new guests each week. These guests can be from entertainment, from the arts, from education, from sports, from many different avenues. The goal is try to provide an interview and a process for you to learn some insight, a different point of view, and that overall culture. This week on the What the Falk Show, my guest is musician and drummer Rich Redman. Now, a little bit about Rich. He's played with some of the biggest acts in music today, from Kelly Clarkson to Lou. Ludacris, to Joe Perry, to Kid Rock, to Rascal Flatts, to Luke Bryan, and currently as the drummer for Jason Aldean, he makes up one of the biggest acts in country music. He's played at some of the biggest venues. He's played in six continents. He's played for the troops. He's an author. He's a motivational speaker. He's an actor. Overall, he's a very well-rounded guy. I'm very excited to have him on the show. I really think you're going to enjoy his point of view and his insight into the music industry. This is the What the Falk Show. You listen through SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. You can also find sponsor of the What the Falk Show, Ferris Pizza in Bakersfield, California, the best pizza for the best price with the most love been in. Now, thanks for Falcon listening. Let's go and get this Falcon started. Hello. Hi, Mr. Rich Redman. This is Connor Falk, and you're on the What the Falk Show. How you doing? I'm pretty good, man. I'm excited to have you on the show. Just a world-renowned artist uh, in, in music and in, in acting and teaching, motivational speaking, so many different things. I'm excited to have you on the show. I know the listeners are really going to enjoy your, your history and the arts and everything you have, uh, all the great work you have coming up. First, I have to thank Mr. Steve Cooper from Cooper Talk for connecting us. He has a great online radio show. Totally stoked. Okay, let's get a falcon going. So first question, Mr. Rich Redman, when did your love for the arts begin? Um, you know, I think a lot of people know that are in the arts are just kind of pulled towards it. Like, it just finds them. You know, it's a calling. And, and I'm so fortunate to have, like, found my purpose in life, you know, early on. Yeah. Um, I was just, like, a type A kid, kind of hitting everything in sight. My dad recognized that. I think my dad always wanted to be a drummer, and he got me drum lessons uh, when I was seven years old. So oh, okay, nice. It, uh, it was, I was just, I just kind of took to it. So you just found yourself as a kid, you just you start making music by really just hitting things with your hand and little things, and, and from, from there you just start you start drumming. Yeah, I took some drum lessons in Connecticut, I'm originally East Coast guy, Okay. and um, yeah, I had a great teacher, and he taught me how to hold the sticks, and the importance of posture, and you know, the building blocks of, of rhythm, and I, then I started, you know, playing little the Kiss records and Queen records, and it just kind of evolved from there, you know, I joined the school band in fifth grade, and then I was in marching band all through college and I ended up getting a master's degree in, in music education and percussion so you know a background in teaching um, if I if I ever wanted to teach full-time music I could um, I've never done that but I I teach all the time, and, and so I apply a lot of that stuff that I learned in college. You really took to the teaching that you received, and you went ahead and you decided, okay, well, I know that I can give back as well. I have a gift, and I understand that, you know, music is one of those things that I've learned that it's kind of, you really have to be able to communicate it effectively, right, to really show them exactly what you're trying to teach them in terms of music, because it kind of takes the right ear, the right mentality, the right... Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's good for uh, anybody that wants to learn any craft, you know, your teacher, you know, teaching is the art of, yeah, effective communication, being able to break things down, and it's... You know, if you're really skilled at what you do and you never have taught, I encourage people to try teaching because it allows you to learn more about yourself and why and how you do what you do. 
Mm. Well, you talked about your time in the East Coast from Connecticut and then go ahead and getting your master's in education. What, uh, sorry, in music. What were some of the first performances that come to your mind that you remember? And, you know, uh, let's see. You know, when I joined the school band in the fifth grade, you know, we had concerts. And then it was, you know, I, we ended up moving to Texas. My dad got a job in El Paso, Texas. And so we moved from Connecticut to the great state of Texas. You know, and Texas has this, you know, big uh, support for the arts, music yeah. education. Because football is big there. And so when you have football, you have these massive marching bands, you know. Mm. So um, the marching band was great for me, you know. Um, there's a lot of tough rock and rollers who are like, oh, I wouldn't be caught dead playing a marching band. But it really gave me a lot of facility, a lot of chops, a lot of, um, yeah, chops on my instrument. So, uh, yeah, so we I was always performing, you know, in pep band and jazz ensemble and, and you know, rock ensemble and, and, and the choir and the symphonic band, the symphony orchestra, and I had bands outside of school. So I was always just performing, 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 and I started probably getting paid to play music at, you know, 17 years old. And uh, when I was 26 years old, and I left uh, Dallas, Texas, because I studied at the University of North Texas. If you see the movie Whiplash, um, that's kind of like what our school was like. It was a very, very honest representation of what the music business is really like. Mm. Uh, but I you know, just had some amazing training there, an amazing artistic community there in Denton, Texas. And I moved into Dallas, Texas, and I was playing you know, on, on cat food jingles, and I was in the best top 40 band in town. I was playing big bands, and I, I was teaching. It was great, but ultimately what I wanted to do with my life was is, um, you know, hear myself on the radio and be in music videos and travel the world on somebody else's dime, and that wasn't going to happen in Dallas, Texas. There's really only three places that could happen, and that's New York, LA, and Nashville. Yeah. So, 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 so let me get, for a second, you had, you had the love, you had the love for the music, and you understood that given the work ethic that you have as well, you knew that you could make some money into it, right? So, from, from being in Texas, that's actually a common thing we've had on the show. Some of the, a lot of the guests I've had from filmmakers to actors in many different industries and cultures they've been in, Texas has kind of been an incubator so far for the arts, because it's so big, there's so many different personalities and people there. There's a lot of different things to learn. So you kind of were able to kind of strengthen your chops in terms of music in Texas. And then you say you start moving out to Nashville and then Los Angeles. Can I ask you kind of what the transition's like from going to Texas, from going to a Nashville and then coming to an LA? I'm sure the music and the arts are a little bit different in each place. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, Texas has, you know, Tex-Mex music and, uh, you know, Tejano music. That's a strong, you know, kind of uh, cross-pollination of cultures there. And I was playing a lot of country music here and there in, in Dallas. I was playing a little bit of everything. So then when I moved to Nashville, it was, you know, it's just music is a language. And you just learn to speak these different dialects, you know, mm, be able yeah. to honor the history of, yeah, things that happened. So, you know, I never looked down at country music. I, I kind of just went saw that it was just a different language to learn, and I learned the history. You know, as a result of that, I've been able to play places like the Grand Ole Opry with legend, you know, like with your Vince Gill and your Pam Chillises and your Earl Thomas Conley and your Hank Williams III. Yeah. I've also been able to play there with cutting-edge artists like the guy I play with now, Jason Aldean, who kind of like reshaped the, the sound of modern country rock music. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you just roll with the punches. You 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 know, if you're open to a lot of different things and you have the skill set to back it up and create a lot of opportunities for yourself. I never missed a meal, you know, I've had some day jobs but I've been able to make a living sitting behind a set of drums now for, for decades, and I've always had an interest in, um, in acting, commercial acting, comedy, and I'm finally at a point in my life that I um, have a little bit of time and a little bit of expendable income, and I've been coming to Los Angeles, you know, studying acting, and I got an agent, and I have a manager, and mm. I'm in that game now of just expanding, um... It's all the entertainment industry. There's so many commonalities between yes. act, acting 
and drumming, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. So LA is kind of more for the, you're performing when you're performing on camera and you go ahead and you're performing dialogue and conversation and interacting. And then Nashville is kind of more of where you're doing your music and obviously you're working with Jason Aldean. You've worked with many big artists, many different stages. The, the spotlight has been really bright. Traveling the country in different places, I know each crowd is a little bit different. What's that been like? What's it like living out of a suitcase at some times? What makes a good or a bad crowd in some of these different cities that you, that you travel? Yeah, I've never really, I really haven't been completely unpacked from a suitcase um, since 1996. Wow, uh, I mean, okay. It's, I, you know, I just always have the suitcase, and like, if I'm going to be home for like a straight-up month, which never happens, I make completely unpack the suitcase, but it's always over there in the corner being lived out of, you yeah. know, my, 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 my little hygiene bag that's got my, you know, deodorant, my shaving cream, and all that stuff. That is always even with me in my backpack when I go to a recording session or audition or whatever because, you know, I'm basically just a, a, a mobile, you know, like whatever car I'm in or tour bus, that's kind of like my mobile office for the day, airport. Yeah. Just a very on-the-go person. People, people are like, do you like to cook? Do you ever cook? I'm like, are you crazy? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be in Nashville for the next time I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for like 36 hours. <laughs> um, and, I, and I will work almost all of that 36 hours. Like, I'll squeeze in a haircut. I'll probably squeeze in some work. But I'm doing two recording sessions, a rehearsal to get ready to go play the ECM Awards in Vegas, and you know, just trying to you know catch up with mail and bills and all that stuff, and then I'll be back on the road. Again. Yeah, you're back on the road. And uh, to say that, I got to say, I really appreciate you coming on because I know you're incredibly busy, sir. And speaking of uh, speaking of the show that you're on, you're on the What the Falk show right now, presented by uh, Ferris Pizza, the best pizza for the best price. Rich, if you're ever playing in Bakersfield, which is a big country music place, uh, please check out Ferris Pizza. I know you're going to enjoy it. The listeners right now, you can find the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. So, Rich, you know, you traveling in these different venues, what's some of the biggest venues and craziest shows that you've worked on? And and even more, what's the farthest you've traveled to play music? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I, I just figured out the other day I played music on six cars. Wow, that's awesome. Which is crazy. I'm not really jumping at the opportunity to play Antarctica, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, might, I might just stop and say, yeah. you know, I don't want to be on the set of John Carpenter's thing. You know? <laughs> um, but, wow. But uh, uh, it's been great, no, but I've been to so many countries, you know, playing, even for the U.S. military, been to places that some people would never go, like, you know, Croatia, Dubai, Bahrain, Cairo, Iceland, South Korea, um, just, like, just crazy places that the average person would, you know, never consider going. And, you know, you're there playing music for the troops, and they're like, okay, now put on the slack vest and get into that tank, and then don't step over there, because that's a minefield. But don't step over there, that's a minefield, too. And you just go, I mean, it's, there's nothing better than going to play for the troops, because that's the most appreciative audience in the universe. As far as just, you know, uh, pinch yourself kind of venues, I've, you know, I've played all, all the major arenas in the United States, uh, most of the major amphitheaters in the United States. I've played all the minor league baseball fields, some of the major league baseball fields. Um, we did two nights at Fenway. We did two nights at Wrigley. Uh, we sold out Madison Square Garden in 10 minutes. We did the Hollywood Bowl. Wow. So it's just all been, it's just amazing. You know, and that's why, you know, I, I just, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like to have moss grow and anything. I like to be moving and pushing myself and keeping up with the Joneses and being creatively motivated. So that's why I'm really diving head first into acting and, you know, which to me is really an extension of me as a motivational speaker because yeah. me as a motivational speaker was an extension of me as a teacher and some people think that it's a very kind of like uh, wow like how do you do all this 
it all relates. Yeah, it all relates to you. And it's just crazy if you think about how far you've come from being in Connecticut to Texas to now to traveling these huge venues from, from with the troops in different countries to big baseball fields to uh, different sporting events and whatnot. And then also different, what, late night talk shows you've worked on. You've been part of over 19 number one singles that you've played on. You've done so many different things. You've played with huge bands. Obviously, you've been recently with Jason Aldean, a huge country music and just alternative music in general. I have so many friends back home who love that guy. I've listened to his music. It's great. So there's a lot of people who enjoy your music that will get to listen to this interview. So again, a really another example of me. Appreciate you taking the time to come on. We other other bands oh, you other bands you've you. played with from Ludacris to Kelly Clarkson to Joe Perry, Kid Rock to Rascal Flatts to Luke Bryan, so many more. I mean, in terms of of someone who wants to, if you're perfect because my brother's a huge drummer, right? He, he's working. He does his drum line. He's in the marching band. He's doing honor band. He right. loves drumming. So he's in this specific um, niche that you were the perfect kind of person. And finally, to get him to listen to my show, you know, he's only 16. I know that you're the show that he's actually going to pay attention to because you've been there. You're doing it. You know, you're such a, an example of how to be successful as a drummer. So, you know, recently, I know you got back from Australia with Jason Aldean. What was it like being in the Aussie place? You know, it was my first time there. I really, really loved it. It's a beautiful country. Um, Sydney, amazing city. It's like a combination of New York and LA and Georgia. Just a lot of beautiful people. Everybody is really, really in shape. A lot of beautiful sights, things to do. Of course, I was only there. I was only in the biggest city there, like half a day. I got there. I saw the Opry House. I had a coffee and then it was time to do the show and, and we had to leave to go to Brisbane but um yeah it was seven really action-packed days yeah beautiful people tasty food you know because they have the it's a big country they've got all this land mass so yeah, the yeah. farming that they're doing is taking care of only is, is feeding the amount of people that live in Southern California in that entire continent wow. so the food is really fresh I, I really could tell a difference with just the quality of the food everywhere you go like in the United States you really have to work hard you do to try to find healthy food, especially the first you get into middle America, you're very like, hey, can I get brown rice cake? Can you hold this? Can I get avocado? They look at unless you're in Southern California, they look like you have like three heads. Yeah, but there, it's not a big deal. Huh. Well, that's really interesting. It's, it's funny because I had I had another friend musician. He also just got done touring Australia and he did talk about how big the country is. It's almost like Texas in that way that there's so much land in between the big cities. So you're on the road a lot in between. You're seeing all the farmland. And it could just be really interesting because from maybe that was his point of view. Maybe you would agree as well that when you're in those other countries, we're pretty spoiled here in America. Just how much different music we have that people can kind of um, go ahead and be uh, exposed to as opposed to a country like Australia where they don't have as big of a music scene. So when you go there with Jason Aldean, you have so many people who are just so thankful and excited to watch your show. Did you really feel that in the fans? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you know, the commonality in the crowd is, is that, you know, usually there's a little bit of alcohol. People are excited to take a break from the troubles of their life, you yeah. know, or work or stresses of, you know, marriage or whatever. And they just cut loose. And it's, so it's amazing to be part of that. And, and I love my job. It's a super physical job. You know, even if it's an ice cold, uh, you know, air conditioned arena, I'm the sweatiest the most disgusting person when I come off stage. Yeah. And it's, it's really satisfying. It's a really satisfying job. Well, it's nice to work out, right? Because you have people who are just at a desk and they don't have time to work out. They're just sitting all day and you actually get to exercise and you get to do what you love. I mean, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, totally. That's the older I get, I actually have to work out so I can work out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, another thing great. that's so fucking cool to think about is how big the spotlight is for you right now, especially with Jason Aldean and the recent acts you've been on and all the, the hit singles and things that you've worked on. What is it like? What was the transition like for from really being just a regular musician to let's be honest to being famous what was that like oh, you know I'm not famous I'm just the guy behind the guy I'm a working musician uh, you know I'm a working motivational speaker, working actor I, I, I write articles uh, you know I write books 
I'm just keeping busy, you know, I'm just like working at my gift, you know, yeah. I have to honor that gift, but um, it's, it's all, it's in such a slow and steady progression, uh, and that's what you want in the arts, you don't want overnight, you don't want overnight success, and very few people just skyrocket to the top, Over most overnight success stories are 15, 20 years of schlepping their own gear, playing in nightclubs, auditioning for bands. Um, taking free gigs, practicing your 10,000 hours, networking with other musicians. It's just a, such a painfully slow, grinding process, but I always try to continue moving up. As long as you're moving up that ladder, you're continually working on your skill set. You're in a city where you can connect with other people and, and where all the action is, so those three main cities, and you you knock it out of the ballpark for somebody, they remember that experience, you shake another hand, they introduce you to another person, and it just grows, you know, and you just try to find your circle, your birds of a feather, your like-minded individuals, yes. you know, find a community yeah. where you can help each other out. We've got a great community spirit in Nashville with songwriters, song pluggers, and road musicians and recording musicians and producers and we all hang out together you know Nashville's only got like four streets 16, 17, 18th, 19th Avenue where the majority of the music business is based so it's really easy to meet the right people and, and get connected and, 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 and start promoting yourself yeah. um, Los Angeles is much more difficult way more spread out um, a lot of the power players don't get out at night but you know I have an acting class that I go to from 5pm to 11pm every Monday and Tuesday night that I'm in town wow. and that's a real community and we're Looking, we're looking, we're doing scenes with each other, we're, we're uh, being honest with each other in, in our critiques, and we're looking out for each other for jobs, and putting each other in our demo reels, and that feels really good. It always feels good to be part of a community. I think it's our natural human instinct yeah. to seek other people out. To want to belong to something. And I think that's a great thing that you talked about, because commonly on the show, I do have mostly people from entertainment. I'm lucky enough to work on camera, behind the camera, and I have people back home. You know, I was very fortunate. I've been able to work on a great show called Shark Tank. I was able to get an Emmy for that, and then I have friends back home who are just thinking, oh my God, it's so glamorous. The life is so amazing, and it is, but I have to remind them that it's a hard job. Entertainment is a difficult job. It's, it takes a long time. It's long hours you have to be patient you have to network you have to you have to always show up like it's a it takes a lot of hard work a lot of work ethic you really have to love it so i'm glad that for the listeners you kind of describe on it is that long process you know it is it is in that community and being supportive of others and really being someone that other people can rely on and again helping each other out it's a it really is a culture that uh that you kind of buy into oh yeah totally and i think you know steve said you're gonna love this guy because he's got your kind of energy i love it we both talk fast and we're both i mean i'm already thinking about these other projects that i gotta be working on tonight you just got a great spirit about you, man. So, yeah, well, yeah I appreciate you just want to be the person that people want to be around. You yeah. know, they, you want to be that reliable person that people want to be in the room with and, and go into battle with and, uh, you know, exceed expectations every time you can. Yeah. Be prepared, show up on time, and just realize that whatever business you are in, that especially in the art, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It is. It's a marathon. It absolutely is. To that long-term journey. It is. And part of what I would say is that I was a kid in a small town. Bakersfield of California, they call it the West Texas of the West Coast, right? So it's a very conservative, but great music place, great arts, just great people overall. And I was in love with movies. I didn't know why, but I just started watching them really early and I knew everything. I was that kid who was on IMDb at like 10 years old, just researching all this stuff, you know, finding stuff for my dad, telling me, hey, you should check that this. I was the kid that went to the library and had like 10 books and 10 movies each time. And I was like researching all this stuff. Did I know a lot of other people who were into it? No. But then I think with this show, now they have the opportunity to do this and I have the opportunity to have great 
great guests like yourself to talk about their work. If I can connect with and give some information to some kid somewhere in some small town or some country, wherever, and they're thinking, oh, okay, now I'm learning a little bit more about what it might take to do this cl- this industry that I very much want to be a part of, then I'm happy. I'm happy to help them out and to give them an idea like, hey, you can do it. You know, these are this is what it takes. It takes hard work. It takes work ethic. But there's an opportunity. If you keep trying, it, it might work out for you. You know, so you just got to show up. You don't, it, if you don't swing, you're not going to know if you're going to hit the ball or not, right? So it's just one of those things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, yeah. Rich Redman, you're more than just a drummer. You're obviously you're a great musician, successful musician. We talked about all you've done. Just the spotlight is so bright. So many great bands and musicians. But we have Rich Red- Redman, the author, the motivational speaker, the actor, the teacher. We've talked about some of your acting. Now, being an author, a motivational speaker, a teacher, is it the common theme that you really love just about working with people in general and really just passing on that knowledge that you have? Yeah, I'm lucky that I love people and I'm a people person. I'm outgoing. I know that some people have it a little bit tougher. They're just, you know, they're a little bit more inward. They're less outgoing and they're a little bit shy about, like, something they're just saying, this is what I do and I have a place in the world and, yeah. you know, I'm a lion, hear me roar, you yeah. know. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm just so glad that yeah. I, I don't mind, you know, jumping in the pool with people. But, yeah, I love people. I love helping people. I love working with people and I love helping people. And I, I can't even tell you the number of times that I've told people how to follow the steps necessary to try to be successful in Nashville. And I put countless bands together for people that are like, oh, my God, I need a new bass player. Such, such, just his wife's having a baby. And you just, you know, you reach into your, you know, your network that you've cultivated for 20, 25 years. Like you can change somebody's life like that. We have we have really the ability to change people's lives yeah. with what we do through, through the creative arts. I know for a fact that by playing the drums, well, the, the troops in all those different countries affected their lives in a positive way and by maybe doing a short comedic scene with somebody and you get laughs from somebody which is the greatest feeling in the world yeah. you know laughter is just amazing medicine um, and then if you go if I go to do a motivational event for like corporate America and maybe maybe that term they're having a bad quarter and sales are down and so company morale is down so I can go in and I can talk about my crafts for life, commitment relationships attitude skill hunger and I can say look if you use these five things you're going to be able to write your ticket to success. You're going to be able to improve all the things that you want to improve on in your personal life and your business life. That stuff all feels great to do. When turn makes me happy, it makes a difference in my life. Well, can I ask you, so let's say that, you know, you have an next business booked up, you have a corporate establishment who wants you to come in and kind of go ahead and um, and speak and motivate the employees. What, what kind of stuff do you kind of bring in? What would you talk to them about? Well, I have, one, I have a fun one coming up um, in um, San Antonio next month where I'm speaking to the, the, the large corporation in the printing industry, you know, and okay. so I'm like, oh my God, what, what, what's a drummer going to say to a company, a printing company? So I kind of put this, I've come up with this uh, platform for successful living called Crash, and so Crash is an acronym. It's easy to remember. It stands for commitment, relationships, attitude, skill, and hunger. So Love during it. my event, I'll come out and I'll do a drum solo. I'll get everybody super involved and clapping along, get the energy way, way up in the room, and then I'll talk about commitment and the commitment it took to, for me to navigate one of the most impossible businesses in the universe and how they can apply that same concept to be successful in their business and their personal life and honoring, honoring having that commitment. And then I play it on the one song that they heard on the radio. And then I'll talk about 
relationships the same way, attitude about having a, an award-winning, positive, giving, nurturing attitude, and then I'll talk about the skill set that they need in their craft for success, and I talk about staying hungry through all stages of your, of your life and having that fire that burns in your belly to be successful, and so it's a talk-play, talk-play format. It's exactly one hour. I call it Power Hour. Okay. So I leave them wanting more, and it's just fun. That's, that's It's called my Crash Course for Success, and if anybody out there wants more info on it, it's just crashcourseforsuccess.com. Okay. And um, I've, I've spoken to kindergartners, I've spoken to business rallies, community gatherings, uh, rotary club meetings, I've spoken to high school seniors about to graduate and go out into the real world, and you know, really cool Fortune 500 companies like Johnson & Johnson, and Cisco, and Embassy Suites, Hard Rock Hotel, because we're all, you know, we're all just doing, you know, we're all on this path, and yeah. we all deep down want to be excellent at what we do. Sometimes we just need a little bit of motivation, and what better way to get motivated than to spend an hour with a drummer, yeah. which is everybody loves the drums. Like, yeah. you know, it's man's first instrument. It's like, it's yeah, totally. primal. It's in our DNA. Yeah, it is. Well, that's so cool because, I mean, I just can't even think off the top of my head. I can't think of another musician or drummer at all who does as many things as you do. I mean, who writes books? Who is a motivational speaker, acts, as well as teaches? I don't I don't think it exists. I, this is for sure the first on the What the Falk show, and I, I got to say, I'm really lucky to have a guest like you. I just don't. Very well-rounded individual, sir. So I would just say that you're a good example for oh. any, anyone out there who wants to be successful oh, and who really wants to give back and really wants to be a part of it and make people's lives better. And I would talk about the books that you've written. Is, is that What is that like? What is it like going ahead and kind of and putting uh, your words and everything that you believe in and want to teach to paper. Was that transition a little difficult or how did that work? No, I, I've always had a background in writing. I probably would have been, you know, in another life, you know, some people believe in past lives or reincarnation, but, you know, uh, I, you know, I, the acting thing was like, maybe I was an actor in a previous life or whatever, but it's been something that's been poking me on the chest for like my entire life okay. and I couldn't ignore it anymore. Yeah, I know that I just feeling. had to feed that part of my soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I write for magazines like Modern Drummer Magazine and Rhythm Magazine and, you know, a lot of our industry publications. And I just said to myself, I, I'm a, you know, I met this wonderful guy named Michael Albrecht, who's also an author. He's actually an expert on the Civil War. He's written like 12 books on the Civil War. So he already understood the process of how to get a book from the start line to the finish line. And there's a million books that are started every day that never get anywhere near the finish line. Yeah. So I knew with a schedule like mine, I would need a co-author. So I partnered with my friend Michael, who's actually a, a fantastic drummer as well. And we came up with a concept called Fundamentals of Drumming for Kids. Nice. And it comes with a DVD, and it's just a great way to teach, um, to get kids excited about playing the drums and reading music and pounding rhythms and playing beats that they've heard on the radio on a set of drums. And it will work for a five-year-old, but it'll also work for a 50-year-old man. Yeah, so anyone who wants um, to learn more about the drumming, you're the guy they're going to want to ask. And they can go ahead and find this information on richredmond.com. They can find you on Twitter, at richredmond. And then your uh, your work is available on Amazon, too, as well, right? Yeah, the book is available on Amazon in a physical and a digital format. And it's also available at the website for the world's leading drum magazine, moderndrummer.com. You can go to moderndrummer.com, and you can download the book uh, either physically, or you can have it downloaded to your device. Okay, awesome. And you're actually a spokesperson for a couple of different drum devices. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm getting into product design. I I have a a signature drumstick, a Rich Redmond signature drumstick that's coming out April 1st, and it will be available globally. So all your guitar centers and your Sam Ashes and your mom and pop music stores and all your online buying websites, you're going to be able to buy the Rich Redmond drumstick, which is like a Promark 5D drumstick. But it's black, and my name is in red, and it looks really, it's kind of like a dark made 
Vader model. It looks it's really looks fun. Um, and I have um, some bass drum beaters that I designed with DW drums called the Black Sheep. Um, and they're actually it's a hardwood beater, and it's, I love black, black and red are my favorite colors. Yeah. And then the book. So you know, I'm working with companies on doing product development and that kind of stuff. And that's just an extension of being a an endorser. When you endorse a product like a drum set or a set of brand of cymbals or a, um, a different, uh, say, a brand of a tambourine or something like that, the manufacturers want input from you on what works in the real world. Is it holding up on the road? Is it breaking? Is there a part that's falling off? Is, does it record well? Um, uh, you know, are people buying it? You know, what's the feedback from people when I go do an educational event? I'll play a product and I'll ask the crowd, hey, what do you think of this? Would you buy this? Mm. Does it have the right price point? That kind of stuff. So, so product design is just an extension of, of, of being a, a product endorser. Well, I'm sure that's good practice for you because it also shows the people that the products that you're releasing, that you endorse, you actually work with, you actually test with. You're trying to make it to have the highest quality for these people who are purchasing these products. So it's not just like, you know, Rich Redman goes ahead and puts his name on a drumstick. Any drumstick says, here, here's my drumstick. You actually design this. You make sure it works for what you would need. So you're not just trying to make some money. You're actually trying to sell things that people could actually help them with in terms of their music. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's actually the stick is in development for four, for four and a half years. So I'm really, I'm really proud of this thing. And, and you know, for the listeners out there, the, the, the drum and musical instrument manufacturing industry is such a, it's such a niche. It's such a small, yeah. um, it's such a small industry. It really, really is small. It was, I think, the musical instrument industry made like 340 million or something like that last year where you go like to the video game industry or the cosmetics industry where you're making billions and billions and billions of dollars. So really what we're doing is is a very niche, small um, industry. Okay. Really well, speaking of that industry, you're also going to be giving some lessons at the Musicians Institute. It's a very popular school where people come from all around the world, especially in LA, and they go ahead and want to learn the music from the best. You're one of those best people. You're giving some lessons April 8th through the 10th. Are you pretty excited about that? Yeah, this is actually a platform I came up with. It's called my Drummer's Weekend. So if you're a drummer, and it's like a spa retreat for drummers where um, there's a lot of great educational events for three days in a row for a 72-hour period will be at the iconic music Musicians Institute there in the heart of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And we do training sessions between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. every day. Um, hands-on experience, some of the greatest drummers in the world. And then at night, we go and we break bread. And we're going to sit down at a really nice restaurant in Hollywood, and you're going to get to pick these guys' brains. Some of my guests are guys like Ken Aronoff, like with Bob Seger and John Fogarty and John Mellencamp of the Smashing Pumpkins. And um, guys like uh, Frank Briggs, who's this amazing all-around stylist drummer in L.A. that teaches, like, all the world's greatest drummers. Uh, also a guy named Nate Morton that is the house drummer on NBC's The Voice. Wow. I think like about 15 really, really amazing drummers that are spanning, like, stylistically all, all sorts of genres. I want to make sure that the campers are all getting input about how to play different styles of music. And there's always tons of door prizes, and it's great community building, tons of meals. It's just a great hang. And a lot of the people that have been going to my camps are getting gigs in the music industry. They're getting accepted to colleges, you know, uh, majoring in music. They're getting jobs as working drum techs on the road with major recordings artist so it's it's working the platform works and sometimes people look at the price and they go wow it's like believe me i this is that fee is to cover the world-class talent that is giving their time and talent to cover things like the facilities and the meals and all that kind of stuff so it's a, a one-of-a-kind thing there's some other camps out there but most of the camps you get a quick hug from the artist and maybe a signed eight by ten 
And my camp, you hang out with the artist and you break bread with the artist. So it's a great experience, and most importantly, it's great for the resume. It's great for future colleges, for future gigs to say that I went ahead and I went to Rich Redmond's camp. I got to go ahead and work with all these great musicians, and I got to really learn some influential things that's going to make me a great musician in the future. Oh, definitely, yeah. If anybody's interested, we're coming up on the, uh, I think we're like three and a half weeks out. It's April 8th through 10th in, in Los Angeles, and you can just go to Rich Redmond, which is uh, Rich, R-E-D-M-O-N-D.com, and there'll be information and a promotional video Absolutely. Let's listeners can go ahead and check that out. My guest right now is Rich Redman, overall musician, motivational speaker, teacher, overall just the guy in the yards who helps people out in many different ways. You're listening to the What the Falk Show. I'm Connor Falk. You're listening through SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher. Make sure you check out Ferris Pizza, the best pizza for the best price, and sponsor of the What the Falk Show. Now, Rich, here's the time. We're nearing the end of the end of the interview, and this is where I just throw out some random questions to kind of get you off your feet. Nothing crazy, just random questions. You just you uh you answer as quickly as you can. First thing off the top of your head. You ready? Uh, this is dangerous. Yeah, okay. First question, you did mention black and red. It made me think of Star Wars. So, would you be a Sith or a Jedi? And which color lightsaber would you have? Jedi, red. Jedi, oh, a Jedi, but red. That's cool. I mean, you don't have to be a Sith to have a red Jedi, right? So, you kind of switch it up. Yeah. I love it. Okay. First red lightsaber ever. <laughs> the first red lightsaber uh, ever. Now, would you would you rather have a pet ninja who speaks or a uh, pet dragon? A dragon, of course. That speaks fire. A dragon so you can, you can fly. Okay, who plays Rich Redmond in a movie? Probably you, but let's just say it's like 20 years from now. Who plays who plays a young Rich Redman? I would say Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Nice. Okay. What is the weirdest or best food combo that you kind of put things together? Like, I have some weird, like, I put tapatio on my pizza and different weird things. What's kind of a weird food combo that you just love to, love to eat? Oh, I like the tapatio on the pizza. Yeah. Uh, weird combo. Well, shoot, we're in California, man. I will put an avocado on anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And avocado, this is the only place to get it, right? I mean, that's probably one thing that you kind of really miss out on when you travel in the country is California avocado. Well, they're just more expensive. <laughs> and they're just more expensive. Absolutely. Well, Rich, this is your this is your moment to go ahead and tell listeners anything you want to say. You want to say goodbye. Any information you want to give them? I'm just saying a very a very big thank you to you. I, I, I think you have a great personality. I'm sure you have. Uh, how many shows you got archived here? Um. Well, I've done oh, I, overall. I've done 70 podcast shows now. At this point, I've done different right. different shows before. We started out it was mostly sports heavy, uh, specifically in fantasy yeah. fantasy football, and then I've kind of transitioned from then. I put some money into some equipment, so I kind of do it on my own, and I kind of. I turned it into an interview format. I felt, you know, I'm very fortunate to get meet, get to meet so many different people on set, you know, and different things. When I met Cooper, we were working on NCIS um, Cyber, or C- sorry, CSI Cyber, and I hear this guy talking about, you know, his podcast and his show, and I'm like, wow, did I do a show? And I, every guest that he's had, including you, like I knew, like I was like, wow, this guy, like other people might understand how good, how good this guy, how many guests he's getting and how legit it is. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. Oh, so yeah. I've been kind of asking him questions and picking his brain. I was lucky enough to have a, oh, yeah. uh, a director and producer, Mark Polish, and the producer Juan Reyes. I was lucky enough to work with Juan on Basketball Wives. Mark Polish has a new movie coming out with Andy Garcia, with the lead actors from Glee, Justin Bartha from The Hangover. So I went ahead and I was able to get him on, on uh, Mr. Cooper's show. So I'm just trying to network and do different things and kind of use the little clout or little connections I do have, like you said, in that networking list yeah. that you build to have people in entertainment. And if I can, as I said before, to kind of give some hope and some insight to those people outside of Los Angeles who want to know more about the arts. So yeah. it's something I'm really into. Talk is a great He's a, he's, a, he's a killer, killer interviewer, killer host, and he, he, you know, the time just flies by when somebody's a really good interview, and you, you've got that magic too, man, so I would just say uh, keep doing it, for the listeners out there, man, keep tuning in here. Um, I'm really easy to find on the net, I'd love to talk to everybody, you can go to richreds.com, you can go to crashforcesuccess.com, you can go to rich at 
Facebook.com. And of course, I'm just Rich Redmond on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And um, yeah, man, let's get together. I'm here until the 29th. Let's go have a drink. Okay, absolutely, man. Hey, another good part of this show, I get to meet people. And to be honest, usually we do kind of become friendly afterwards. We become friends after having a conversation. That's the great part. You have two people who love talking about what they do, and they just have a conversation for people to enjoy. So I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to have that with you. Everyone's going to find your richredmond.com, at richredmond on Twitter. They're going to go ahead and find your crash, how you do your crash success when it comes to motivational speaking, your teaching. We're going to have all this description information on the episode of the show, which people will find on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. So Mr. Redmond, once again, I really appreciate you, really appreciate you taking the time to come on, and I look forward to uh, working with you in the future. Thanks for having me, Connor, and I got your number, so text me and we'll get out. Yes, sir, man. <laughs> have a great falcon night. Well, that was Rich Redmond, drummer, artist, musician. This guy, he he works. He's, he's had over 19 number one singles he's worked on from Tonight Shows, Jay Leno, Jimmy Fallon, to huge stadiums, to touring countries. As he said, six continents he's worked on when it comes to being with uh, playing for the uh, the troops in different places like Croatia or Dubai or Abu Dhabi. Many different places. This guy is very well versed. If you're, if you're a fan of music, if you're a young musician who's trying to learn more about the music business, Rich Redmond is the kind of guy that you want to learn from. As he said, he does motivational speaking. He does acting. He does teaching. He's doing his, uh, his, his camp, his music camp at the Musicians Institute, April 8th through the 10th. Go ahead and sign up for that. Spots are filling up very fast. You want to go ahead and get in there and learn more about it. It's going to be something that's useful to you as a musician. You're going to go ahead and network and get to learn from the people who actually make a living doing this. And once again, this is Connor Falk. This is the What the Falk Show. I'm very blessed to get to do this show each week. I get to meet so many cool people. Rich Redmond being one of them. I hope that I can provide some time for you to listen to something, some random banter, informational conversation when you're bored, maybe in your car, maybe you're at work, maybe you're playing a video game. Maybe you don't necessarily want to listen to your boyfriend or girlfriend. So I appreciate you taking the time to go ahead and hear me talk for about 30 minutes. I look forward to talking to you next week. It's always going to be either someone from entertainment, from health, from sports, maybe someone in stand-up comedy. I'm going to try to keep it as wide and as varied as I can to make sure you stay entertained. You have a great Falcon night. You have a great Falcon morning the next morning and the afternoon. I hope that's Falcon great too. I'll talk to you soon.